Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And in this episode, I'm going to share five ways that you can use to bounce back after being laid off. Because as much as it hurts to get laid off, being laid off is a common part of the reality for professionals today. You've either been laid off yourself, you probably know somebody who's been laid off, or unfortunately, you may be laid off in the future. And knowing what to do when that happens or being able to offer advice to others can be really, really powerful in helping you get in the right mindset and having that confidence to take the step forward. In addition to that, Being laid off can provide some time and some space to reset and truly understand where you want to take yourself and your career with the next move that you make. And that can be really, really valuable if we maximize that time. So let's jump into the five things that you can do to bounce back after you've been laid off. The first is to take time to process. Being laid off can be a really emotional thing because whether you like your job or not, many of us tie a lot of our self-worth to the jobs that we have. And when that's taken away from us, especially when that's unexpected and it's something that we didn't have much control over, that can impact our psychology and that can be really emotional. So the most important thing to do is to take a step back and create some space for yourself so that you can process everything that just happened. You're probably going to be feeling a lot of things. You're probably going to be thinking a lot of things. You're probably gonna have a lot of questions and you're probably gonna be on the merry-go-round of emotions going from sad to frustrated to angry to confident and maybe optimistic to back to all the other things again. And it can be a whirlwind. So sitting with those thoughts, experiencing them and processing them is the best way to move forward. Because if you leave any of those things unanswered, if you try to bury them, those things are only going to nag at you as you progress, as you try to move forward. And they're going to hold you back from stepping into this next thing with full confidence. So the very first thing you can do is take the time that you need. And that could be a day, that could be a week. Nobody should be pressuring you to move faster or take less time. Only you know how much time that you need to process this. And you should feel comfortable giving yourself the permission to take every single second that you need to process this so we can put this event behind us and we can take away all of the lessons that we're able to learn from what happened. The next step to bouncing back is to get very, very clear on where you wanna go next. One of the biggest mistakes that I see job seekers make, whether they are employed or unemployed, is not spending enough time getting that clarity on where they wanna go. Instead, they say, okay, it's time to job search. They open up LinkedIn or Indeed or any of these job boards and they just start firing off applications. And the problem with that is if you're not sure where you wanna go, it's gonna be really, really hard to fully commit to a space and to be perceived as an expert who brings the most value to that role in a given space. We're basically spreading ourselves thin because we're trying to be a jack or a jill of all trades and therefore we end up being a master of none and we're gonna get beat out by candidates who have more experience, deeper experience and deeper expertise in a specific field. So instead of just getting out there and starting to blast resumes out willy-nilly, 
I encourage you to take a little bit of time to do some self-reflection. And some great ways to do this are, one, to go take some assessments. Something like StrengthsFinder is a great way, or the High Five Test is a free version of StrengthsFinder. That's a great way to understand what your strengths are. There are also some great personality tests and career tests out there, like Sokanu has a test that will allow you to fill a ton of stuff out, and it will actually recommend some careers for you. That's a great resource. Uh, But just thinking about the areas that you might be interested in going next and the reasons for that. On top of that, I would encourage you to sit down and think about what you enjoyed doing at your last job and even the jobs before that and what you didn't enjoy doing. So the way that I like to handle this is to pull out a piece of paper and draw a line down the middle. And on the left-hand side, I write energy creators. And on the right-hand side, I write energy drainers. And what I want you to do is go line by line and specifically write down all of the activities that you've performed in your previous roles and categorize them by energy drainers and energy creators. Now, when you go look for a new role, when you're talking to people, when you're reading job descriptions, when you're in information, interviews and when you're in formal interviews, you can work to see how much of this role aligns with the energy creation category. And the more that you can make that happen, the more likely you are to be happy in this specific role. In addition to that, we want to get clear on the criteria that matter to us. For some people, they'll work any job and they'll work with anybody if they're getting paid a certain amount. Money is the only thing that matters to them. For other people, money isn't as important as a great manager or a great team or doing work that makes an impact. And getting clear on where you stand on these things is really important. So I want you to think about what a new job offers. It offers you a salary and compensation. It offers you the chance to work within a culture. It offers you the ability to work with a manager and with other people. It offers you the ability to work on new projects and to be challenged. It also should offer you some growth trajectory. I want you to think about all of those things And I want you to think of what specifically a great situation looks like for each of those and what a not so great situation looks like for each of those. And again, I said specifically because I want you to provide specific examples. I want you to create specific examples so that you can actually see these come to fruition in reality as you're researching companies. When you're clear on these values and you can say, here are my priorities for a new company and you have specific examples, you can actually go research companies and compare them to this specific list And that's how you're going to know if a company or a job or a team is actually going to be a good fit with you and align with the things you need to be happy and satisfied in your career. The benefit of this is that when you then enter the job search with this clarity, you can focus 100% of your time and energy on achieving this goal. And all of a sudden, things begin to stack. This is where you can take advantage of compound interest because all the conversations you have are directed towards this goal. So they are going to give you little pieces of the puzzle that make the big picture more clear. And any of the upskilling or any of the investment that you make in yourself in this new field, it's all going to stack on itself because it has a singular focus. When we have that clear North Star that we are trying to chase, everything becomes so, so much easier in the job search, which is why it's recommended as one of the early steps in this process for bouncing back. The third thing that I want you to do is find time to upskill. I know that it can feel hard to jump back into things, and that's why I want you to take the time to process. But once you feel like you're in a good place and you can start to structure your day, I want you to carve out an hour or two for upskilling every single day. And upskilling can be taking a new course. It can be reading books or articles that will give you more information on your new field. It can also be starting projects and side hustles that will allow you to build your skills in the real world. All of these things are valid, and those are also just a few examples of what you can do and by no means the full scope. But when you are unemployed and you're working to get into this next job, 
employers really like to see that you have spent time investing in making sure your skills have stayed sharp. And in addition, we can actually leverage this time to make ourselves a stronger and more compelling candidate, especially if we have that clarity, say, we know that we want to be a user experience designer working for, let's say, an e-commerce company. Well, now we can go upskill and all of the things that we create, all the things that we learn can be focused on that specific outcome. And that is going to be a much more tangible illustration of value that we can layer into our candidacy for these roles. That's going to make us more valuable. That's going to help us stand out. So I would absolutely make sure that you schedule in time for upskilling as you're going through the job search process. The fourth thing that I want you to do is start reaching out to your loose connections. So we all have networks of people that we've interacted with in the past. Some of those connections are fresh. Some of those connections are a little bit more stale. Some of those connections are really stale. But no matter what, if you have a pre-existing relationship with somebody in some capacity, whether you worked with them at your last job, whether you worked with them at a job five years ago, whether you went to school with them 15 or 20 years ago or whatever it is, you have a pre-existing relationship. And so it's worth reaching out to that person to let them know where you're at and where you're looking to go. And this doesn't have to be anything crazy. It could just be a simple email that says something along the lines of, you know, hey, so-and-so, I know it's been a while since we connected. I hope you're doing well. You know, I hope things are great with work and your family and personal life. I just wanted to give you a quick update on things that are going on with me. You know, I'm currently in the transition uh, or in a transition during my career, and I'm looking to step into a role where I'm doing X in Y industry. And if you just send that out and say something along the lines of, if you know of any opportunities, I'd appreciate you keeping me in mind. I think you'll be surprised at how many people are willing to start the conversation with you. And if they have an opportunity, great. But even if they don't, they are probably going to be willing to help in some capacity because that's just human nature. And I think you're going to find that you unlock a lot of information and a lot of opportunities by simply reaching out to these people and you already have a pre-existing relationship with them. So we don't even have to move into cold emailing right now. We can actually tap into people who are in our existing network as it stands right now. And the fifth way to bounce back after being laid off is to find time for you. There's a lot of pressure put on people who are in the job search, regardless of their employment status, but almost more so for people who are unemployed. This pressure is sitting there telling us that we have to be job searching every moment of every day, and we have to be doing something to upskill or level up or try to get a new job for every single second that we are awake and able to. And if not, we just don't care. We're not trying hard enough. And therefore, any negative outcomes you know, can be attributed to that. And that's simply not true. The job search is we all know is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And as is true with any marathon, we need to take a break for water. We need to take a chance to get our bearings, to reset, to give our body a rest, even if it's a short rest before we jump back into running the race. And the same is true with your situation now. So in the same way that I mentioned scheduling time to upskill or scheduling time for your job search, I also want you to schedule time where you do absolutely nothing except for the things that you want to do. So this could be plopping on the couch and watching Netflix. This could be reading an awesome book. This could be playing video games with friends. This could be going out and meeting friends for lunch or coffee or whatever it is. I want you to think about the things that bring you joy, that recharge your batteries, that make you feel fulfilled. And I want you to carve out time every single day to do those things. Because at the end of the day, you're going to get another job. You're not going to be unemployed or between jobs forever. And when you get that new job, things are going to pick back up. You're going to start working 40 hours or however many hours a week again. And you're going to look back and you're probably going to say, ah, I wish I took that cooking course or I wish I did that thing I always said that I was going to do when I had the time when I was between jobs. 
And that's really true. We end up thinking that we need to spend so much time on the job search every single day, but there are really just a few key activities that we need to do on a daily basis in order to see great outcomes from our job search. And the rest of that time can be spent on us doing things that we may not have the time to do when we step into this new job, when we enter this new chapter. And that's the thing about life. When you have an opportunity to do something and that opportunity may not always be super obvious or may not be in the way that you thought, but it's an opportunity nonetheless, we should take advantage of it. And when you're between jobs, when you're transitioning, if you have the ability to do so, I recommend scheduling in at least an hour or two of me time every single day where you're doing things for you, you're recharging your batteries, and that is actually going to help you increase your outcomes in the job search because when you show up the next day to get back to work, your batteries will be recharged. You'll have more energy, you'll feel more fulfilled, and that is going to make you a better job seeker, a better professional, and a better human. So that's it for today. Thank you as always for listening and we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.